TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game, 25-22. Welcome in. Happy Monday, all. Uh, we're a little sleepy. Some of us have a few more gray hairs than we had at this time yesterday oh, morning, no uh, but kidding. that's okay. Uh, the party went late in the city last night. That's okay. We're, we're feeling good today. Yeah, the the only unhappy faces were on the dogs last night, but, uh, you know, they got over it. (laughs) After about an hour and a half of fireworks, they just stopped paying attention. But, yeah, what a game. Um, Boss and I were just joking about this. It's like, yeah, ho-hum, another Super Bowl win. Okay, yeah, put that one on the shelf with the rest of them, will you? Listen, you guys haven't been around long (laughs) enough. Says says that those of you that are a little newer in town, those of us that have been around for a while, like – this is this is not just old hat. Yeah, you know we're, this is kind of exciting. So and it, it never gets old. I mean, especially with a game like that where it was very much in the initial stages. I mean, it was very much in doubt. It was like, are are the Chiefs going to wake up? But you kind of in the back of your mind knew that they were eventually going to wake up. That it wasn't just going to be a walkover. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I just I wish there had been a camera on me last night of the various positions my body was in as I wasn't certain that we were going to win it. Especially when you go to a fifth quarter, when you have to play a whole fifth quarter of football yeah, in order to get there. No, I, 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 I was tense. And it's, it's funny too, because it makes you wonder why, why do they keep the clock running? During overtime, if the clock is effectively meaningless, and I, I mean, I know the the only reason that makes any sense to do that because they're going to play until somebody wins. So right. the only reason that makes sense to do that is for stat purposes, so that you can say, okay, this touchdown occurred at five minutes and thirty four seconds into double overtime or whatever. Uh, you know, the, so to keep track of everything, the game winning scores. But yeah, it was weird to think, okay, there's a clock ticking down, but it doesn't really mean anything. They're going to stay out on the field and and keep going until somebody wins this game. So we have a lot to get to. Uh, Our friend Cody Tapp from 610 Sports will join us coming up a little bit later. Um, They flew back. uh, So there was a flight. There were many many flights now coming back from Las Vegas to Kansas City. And there was a flight that left. Keep in mind, game got over. It was probably 8 p.m. Vegas time, 9 p.m. Vegas time. I got to get my time zone straight. They're two behind us. So, yeah, if it was 7 o'clock here, or uh, yeah, if it was 9 o'clock here, that would have been 7 o'clock there. 
Okay, so so there was some time. There were a few hours there. But, I mean, you have just enough time to cover the post game, get some interviews, get to the airport, fly back, and then they're going on the air right now. So we'll talk more about that. We have a parade to talk about. I was watching last night because I couldn't sleep. Who Who slept? Who who went to bed last night after the game? And I was up listening to bars close uh, on the plaza last night, and I'm just watching schools call off on Twitter, one after another after another. Yeah, we, and we kind of figured, because Independence was the first one, right? And they made mm-hmm. the announcement last week, uh, yep. I think it was Thursday, Thursday or Friday, that said, yeah, if, if there's a parade, we're not going to have school that day, and we'll make it up on one of the Mondays. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the dominoes started to fall. The only other one that made the announcement, and I wonder if they're regretting it now, was Olathe, who came out last week and said, no matter what happens, we've already had too many snow days. We are not calling off school on Wednesday. Kansas City announced they would. That came Thursday or Friday, too. That came right after Independence. Um, Yeah, what's weird about Olathe is that they have early dismissal on Wednesday. That's already on their calendar. (laughs) So why not? Three hours, guys. Come on. Like what? Yeah, you do wonder if they're going to change their mind, but um, we'll get to the full list. If you are in a district that called off, I assume you already know that. Uh, But we'll we'll certainly talk about the parade. There was also something on Reddit this morning, uh, Kansas City Reddit asking, and I think it's a it's a good question for us to ask, too. If you have if this is your first time, if you are going to go to the Valentine's Day Red Wednesday parade um, and it's your first time tips for going for those that went in the past feel free to pass those on. And our phone lines are open, 913-586-7798. Tell us what got your attention, what made you cry, what, what'd you think of commercials, what'd you think of the halftime show, how'd everybody do, what'd you think of the 49ers, the guy that hurt himself just tripping over his own feet walking onto the field, uh, you know, whatever got the your attention. Streaker. <laughs> I mean, the streaker. Let's, let's yes. not forget there was a streaker, so yeah, I mean, we didn't get to see any of it, but I'm sure that there's video around online. Have to see any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I'm, you want to put that. I'm not real eager to go looking for that. <laughs> it's, it's, no, if, if you want to go find that, um, you certainly can. But it's just, um, it really, it was cool last night because I was downtown. I was at a friend's house downtown. And so to be able to see the fireworks over the city and the fact that those showed up on weather radar, that's how prominent they yeah. were last night. And just to hear everything and it, you know, heaven forbid we do it the easy way sometime. You know, that'd be nice. Oh, but yeah. Not last night. Wait, and that was the funny thing. Jen and I were talking about that during the game last night. There was a time not that long ago where Super Bowls almost every year were blowouts. They were just mm-hmm. boring, awful games. And for the last few, I mean, they've they've actually been really good games to watch. They've been entertaining games if you were just a sort of a casual football fan and didn't have a dog in this fight. If you weren't a Niners fan or, or a Chiefs fan then you actually had something to watch. There was a good football game that took place. And, you know, the lead went back and forth and all of that. Do want to mention, by the way, and you heard you heard about this during the weather forecast uh, just a couple of minutes ago, but just to reiterate, we told you this last week that the forecast, even a week out, was showing that Wednesday is going to be the jewel of the week. It's going to be an mm-hmm. absolutely perfect day. It's even going to be better than we thought. Now they've upped the high temperature to 62 degrees on Wednesday under mostly sunny skies. That parade is going to be under the best possible circumstances. Let me just throw this in as long as we're talking about the weather. Um, If you just go south to Branson this week, they have a winter storm warning today. Uh Uh-huh. 
It's going to be 60 here in the next couple of days. And how They weird are getting it, six inches of snow today. How weird that, yeah, to our south, the weather yeah. is a ton worse than it is here. It's a little chilly out right now, but it's not bad. And yet yeah. they're just getting absolutely pummeled. <laughs> it's going to be 59 there tomorrow, <laughs> but 41 and four to six inches of snow today. It is, it is crazy for so many reasons. Yeah. Phone lines are ringing. Feel free. Um, we've got a ton of audio that we can play for you also. Um, why don't we talk about the halftime show real quick? And then we'll get to uh, we'll get to the parade and we'll get to some of the details. John, what'd you think? It was okay. I, I mean, um, I'm not that I don't, you know, sit there and pour over every single minute of it. Yeah. The thing that I think was a mistake is that the one song that they kept playing on all of the previews was the underscore for most of the halftime show. It's like, OK, I've heard it. I've heard it. Come on. Give me something else. Give me something new. But I didn't see anything in it. And I'll extend this to the commercials, by the way. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. What a boring set of Super Bowl commercials. They were terrible. I'm glad you said that because I... I don't get into the commercials as much as some people, but I pay attention. We're going to talk, you know, I pay attention. Sure. I'm glad you said that. I, there were a couple where I thought, okay, that was good, but there was none where I'm just like, oh, that was, that was magical. Yes. Collectively, no. No, 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 I mean, and it was nice to see some of the celebrity ones. What was the one with Lionel Messi? Was that a Corona commercial? Yeah, see, it was really early. It was like yeah. Mick Ultra, yeah. It was Mick Ultra. Okay, yeah, and see, that's another one that, I mean, I'm sure they would be thrilled to know that I couldn't remember what the product was they were advertising. <laughs> well done. But, but that's the that's sort of the point, is that, you know, the commercial was neat, and it was nice to see Jason Sudeikis on, and, I mean, when is it not nice to see him on TV? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it, it was it was all right, but it didn't really drive the point home, you know. Um, how much did Temu spend, or Temu, or how? Oh, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce it after that many commercials. And Homes.com, how much did those two companies spend, given how many commercials they had? More than they should have. Yeah, right. I mean, love me some Heidi Gardner, but yep, that was a lot I for just, those two. Yeah, and and that's you know getting back to your original question about the halftime show, I felt the same way about it. There was just nothing in it that grabbed me. It made me go, wow. Okay, that's why you do it. Like, was it last year that they had the one that was the house party or the block party one that, that had all of the different rooms set up and, and they just kept walking through? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. I thought that was spectacular. I really thought that was a neat idea. It was a great concept, and it, and it worked well. I think it probably worked well in the stadium, but it really worked well on TV. I think Alicia Keys could do a halftime show. Yes, I, when I saw her, I thought, ooh, that's a good addition to this. And she's great, and we know I love the piano, but she could do a halftime show on her own. Well, and let's talk a little Post Malone while we're at it, too, because yeah. I think that if that was, first of all, a very unexpected delivery from him, mm-hmm. very heartfelt and and almost tear-jerking. I mean, and his voice, I, again, I, I was surprised simply because I know some about him, not a ton, yeah, but just that he could do a straight delivery like that and be on point—that I thought was a really nice moment. Uh, plenty more to talk about, but we'll get uh, we'll get to your calls here. Feel free to text, give us a call nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Ashley has called us in Iowa. Hey, Ashley. Hey guys, um, my advice for the parade: if you're going to go and it's your first time, reserve your parking and get there early. What we do, I, I go down and sell stuff at the parade, which I'll be down there again this year. So look for me, everybody. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I take a couple of girlfriends with me and they stand right in our spot for the entire time while I'm off selling stuff. And I come back right before the parade starts and I've got
got a great spot for it. That's my advice. And I really love the Dan Marino uh, peanut butter M&M commercial. That one wasn't bad, yeah. yeah. That one I thought was really funny, and it made me laugh out loud. And when my husband and I were watching the commercials last night, he said, why is it every one of these is a musical? And the first thing I thought was, oh, no, Jamie's going to hate all these because <laughs> musicals. And, and, yet it was, and yet I'm the first one who trashed them. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, um, no, yeah it is. You got it, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah, it, and it was funny to see. Yeah, Marino's face kept popping up uh, a couple uh-huh. of times. You know, during so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's like you know, some of them were interesting. Some of them were were commercials that if they did not air during a Super Bowl, yeah. like if you were just watching TV and saw that, you go, oh, that was kind of a cute commercial, but it just didn't. They weren't spectacular. I liked the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Neighbor, the State Farm. Oh yeah, yeah. When when he that couldn't say it, it make neighbor, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the trailer for Twister. We can talk more about that later. Okay, let me let me before we get uh, off of the Schwarzenegger commercial. As as a less than casual movie watcher, let me ask you this: <laughs> Did you understand? Did it's okay you, to say. Did, did you understand why Danny DeVito was there at the end of that yeah. spot? Yeah, twins. Okay, all right. Good, twins. Good. Yeah. See, that's but see, I, I think there's two things about that. Unless you knew that movie, and the movie was not mm-hmm. a runaway hit. I mean, it's got a cult status to it. But the other thing is that movie's twenty years old. That's uh, that's which is probably why I know it. I mean, just because I remember watching it when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. And so I knew that. Yeah. And, and in fact, it may be older than that. I'm trying to remember when Twins came out. It might be 25 years old. I'll have to check. But yeah, I, I don't know how many people like Colin. Did you get that? Did you get the twins reference in that? No, I just saw Danny DeVito and got happy. Okay, yeah, right. And, well, see, and that may be because uh, anybody your age is going to know Always Sunny in Philadelphia and, yeah, and think, yeah. okay, yeah, Danny DeVito, he's that guy. Got it. All right, we need to get to a break. Plenty more to talk about. We'll play you some of the halftime show. We'll play you some of the national anthem. We got to talk a little bit about the Travis Kelsey dust up, for lack of a better word, with Andy Reid. Plenty to get to. Feel free to give us your thoughts, and we'll be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. Usher doing the halftime show. It was entertaining. Thank you to the person that reminded me uh, about the roller skates. I was super excited about that. That was cool <laughs> to see. Those are my people. Yeah. Uh, and, roller and, skating on stage. And thanks to the person who made us feel old by letting us know that the movie Twins came out in 1988, 35 years ago. Ow. You know, oh. you don't have to correct us on everything. <laughs> it's not necessarily I was going to look everything. it up anyway, but yeah, that was a little bit of a dagger in the heart. Uh, Reba McIntyre did a delightfully great Beautiful. job. Just, it was It was great. Yeah. Uh, with the national anthem, we can play a little bit if you missed the end. Yep. I How heard, long did it go? I heard Chiefs in there. It was not the longest. Um, yeah, But I, it hit the over, and that's what matters. It did hit the over. Yeah. yeah. Do we know officially how long it went from beginning to end? So her line was set at a minute 27, 
and me and all my other buddies had our phones out timing it at the table right when it started. And right when she hit that final extra, mm-hmm. the brave, I think she was at a, about a minute 28, minute 29. Wow. Okay. That's pretty short. Don't know how Vegas does it, but they know. <laughs> they always know. It's incredible. Um, okay. Now, I I can't also be the only one who noticed. And the, Okay, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound like an insult, and I don't mean it to sound like an insult because it really isn't one because it's a fairly regular thing to have happen. The lift every voice and sing, if you're going to lip sync, you have to be dead on. And yeah. she blew it a couple times. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a great song, and it sounded great inside. Uh, it sounded great on TV, but you got to be really, really careful with that stuff and, and absolutely nail it. So, hmm. Post-game, um, it was really cute to see Patrick Mahomes with the kids, with his son. I mean, that's the picture that his son... This is where you're reminded of Patrick and Patrick. You're reminded yes. of of the father and son again. For him to be on stage with both of his kids, and just to watch some of that um, in the post game, we've got a ton that we can play here for you. We'll get to Travis Kelsey here in a second. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so it's it's culture, man. I, I got brought into this culture. Um, Alex Smith was leading this team. Um, they had the the pieces in place, and Coach Reed was the, the ultimate leader. And I got brought in, and I just kind of try to exemplify that and, and keep pushing to be even better and. Um, that's why in moments like this, we guys come through, and um, it, it truly is special. It really is special um, just to, to be able to say we're back-to-back champs. The look of him when he laid down on the ground after they won, I'm like, yeah, that's all of us. Yeah. That's how we all feel It's now. just, oh, yeah, just letting it all just go because there was so much tension. I mean, so much tension in the game, so much tension through the season, so much tension with all of it, and it's just washed away all in one moment. How about Pat giving Alex Smith a shout out there? Oh, that yeah. That was pretty Love cool. it. That's true. Yeah, that was also really, really nice to hear. And, and that's, I mean, even in that clip you just played, the humility of Patrick Mahomes for being one of the greatest players t- that the sport has seen and still going, and I was brought in to do Andy's thing. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> were, but I think you elevated it a little bit beyond just that, and yet you're never going to hear that from him. <laughs> All right, Travis Kelsey. Um, we have not, 26 minutes into the show. We have not yet mentioned Taylor Swift. If you were looking for them to have a moment after the win, they definitely had a very lengthy moment yep. and he delivered in the post game as he did on, well, you know, we'll, we'll get to the on-field stuff later. This was him in the post game. All right now. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, y'all got saw, you guys saw that? What was the conversation <laughs> well, about? Was there it, were a few cameras. I mean, was it, hey, I need the ball, I can help us win. What was that about? Uh, man, it was, uh, I'm going I'm to keep it between us unless my mic'd up tells the world, but uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think that's what he was doing. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite look that way. No, and, and I think the answer to that, if you got enough of the lip reading of it, he was very upset that he wasn't in blocking on that play because yeah. I think he was making the case, if I had been in there throwing that block, they never would have stripped the ball from him. Yeah, um, I, we can get into that if you have thoughts on, I, I mean, if you missed the visual, it didn't look good. No. I mean, when you come up and you bump, your head coach and and Andy Reid said later he's like yeah he he said I wasn't ready for it I wasn't ready for him to bump into me that doesn't feel like enough of a word and he said because I wasn't I wasn't ready for it I kind of fell back a few steps they hugged later everything was cool yeah but Travis Kelsey was not happy 
at that point. No, 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 no. And, uh, I mean, getting up and yelling in your coach's face. I mean, Travis is a fiery guy, and we all know that. And, I mean, we knew that whatever was going to happen in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the game, it's the Super Bowl that, you know, it's not the kind of thing that's going to cost Travis his job. You know, they're not going to cut him in the offseason because he yelled at Andy Reid that, of course, they were going to be okay afterwards. And it didn't it didn't hurt that they won the game. Right. So, yeah, I think that was part of it, too. But that's I think it's easy for Andy to say. You know, that's just Travis being Travis. That's how much he cares. And, yeah, in fact, we have a little bit of that. Yeah. But early in the game, the offense wasn't quite clicking, and we saw Trav come over and, uh, I say, have an engaging conversation with you. What was that convo about? Because it seemed like the offense and everybody changed after that. What was that convo about? Uh, he, he caught me when I wasn't looking. <laughs> I saw that. It's a fumble. That was another turnover. Yeah, he didn't know. that. your play sheet. He didn't know I was going to go that far. You know? Right. So he came, then he came over and gave me a hug. So, so sorry about that. But he... You know what? He just wants to be on the field and he wants to play. And so uh, there's nobody I get uh, better than I get him. He, he's a competitive kid and, um, he, you know, he loves to play and he makes me feel young, you know. But my balance is terrible, Booger. <laughs> there you go. Fiery guy. <laughs> yeah, he can say now. <laughs> I'm sure in the locker room there was a, you better never do that again. <laughs> like, you get one of those, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and right. that, was, that was your one. You, you just spent yours, no <laughs> yep, doubt. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we had the chance um, earlier this morning, a little bit ago, to talk to Cody Tapp of 610 Sports because they were there at the game and to break down some of the, some of the stuff that was going on within the game. So we'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic, the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening it's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome in on this Red Monday. It is a fun Monday to be in Kansas City. Uh, and special guest, we want to get all into it. Yeah, Cody Tapp joining us once again from 610 Sports to do a little talking about last night's game. And you're already back. How in, How are you already back? So it was at the game last <laughs> yeah. night. Um, I don't know. I You know what? We decided for whatever reason that the red eye was the most uh, economical and uh, best way for us to get home <laughs> somehow. So we... Went to the game, and it was Vegas time, so, like, we had a little bit of more leeway. We did all the on-field stuff. We had some fun, and then we caught a 1.15 Vegas time flight that got in at 6 a.m. Kansas City. I took my kids to school. I took a shower. 
And now I'm here. And now you I have don't a hear show the word to do. sleep in that nope, anyway. I slept exactly zero minutes. The person at Starbucks next to our office, I said, hey, I'd like an Americano, which comes with two shots of espresso. I said, I'd like double that. They're like, no, it comes with double. I'm like, no, I want four shots of espresso. <laughs> and she did not seem like she would recommend that. But I'm like, I don't think you understand. That's what I'm going to drink to get through the rest of this day. Before we get to the game, how was the flight? How full of Chiefs fans was the flight back? Very full. Several moments where people were, like, cheering and having stuff and, like, how about those Chiefs? You know, like, there were several of those moments. We got so bad at, like, 2.30 in the morning. I think people were ready to sleep, um, which I cannot blame them. But it was all Chiefs fans. It was a direct flight from Vegas to Kansas City at 1.30 in the morning after the Super Bowl. We were all rooting for the same thing. Yeah, and nobody was ready for the party to stop, it sounds yeah. like. So let's talk a little bit about that party. I mean, it was the, the game itself. I mean, there was a lot to be concerned about, especially in the first half of that game. You go into the half with you know, trailing by a few points. That's never a place you want to be in a Super Bowl. But We've seen Andy Reid do this I don't know how many times. What did you see as an adjustment that was made at halftime that allowed the Chiefs to come out and win that game? I, you know, it took them even longer than just halftime. But what they probably accepted about themselves is what they've accepted a lot of times, which is they're going to have to probably grind out these drives. But they tried some things offensively where they were being a little more, I would say, careful and less attacking downfield, but kind of executing some mismatches. Like they were taking advantage of Justin Watson and McCall Hardman getting kind of zone coverage or those safeties where they could get the ball down the field. But I also think part of it is what maybe I said with you guys last week where – they have Mahomes. He scored on his last six drives. Yeah. Like, I, they weren't all touchdowns, and they weren't all to win the game like the last one. But he scored on his last six drives after they could not move the ball for a long stretch of time. I think he just played better. Talk about the new overtime rules and how that played into this win, potentially. Yeah. No, I Shanahan messed up. He really did. So this is where, like, the analytics of the game haven't caught up with everyone playing it the same way. The logic is, just like in college football, if both teams are going to get to possess the ball, you should always give the other team the ball first so you know what you need. The Chiefs had an advantage by knowing that all they needed was a field goal to tie or to go get a touchdown. So it was a mistake by Shanahan. And then on top of it, his entire team didn't know, and I think some of the viewers probably didn't know for a while. I'll be honest. Like, for a second, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is the time running out? I'm like, Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. They essentially, it wouldn't have mattered. They could have just run the clock to zero, kept holding on to the ball, scored a touchdown, and still won. Shanahan admitted his team did not know that. Andy Reid said that they had worked on that contingency no matter what. So, I mean, he, he screwed it up. I mean, it was just a mistake. They should have never done it. Chris Jones said he thought that they were fools after the game because they were going to defer. Patrick Mahomes said they were going to defer. I mean, they were just going to give the other team the ball so they knew what, what they had to do. One of the things that really surprised me about last night's game is that the 49ers defense was able to do what few teams have been able to do so far. I mean, for the last five years, not even just this year, they effectively shut down Travis Kelsey. What did they do that nobody's done yet? And, I mean, we all saw that little dust up on the sidelines. Kelsey yeah. wasn't happy last night either. He got, you know, and I look, because they won, no one's going to make a big deal. And Kelsey, right. Kelsey might be. The only player on the team that doesn't have to, like, sit on the bench for a little bit after that. <laughs> after he's, screaming at Andy Reid. Because yeah. he's Travis, and they've got that kind of relationship, and it's long and established. But he only had one catch for one yard in the first half. But that's the thing. Like, you can shut him down for a little while. What they did mostly was operate where that was the person they were going to eliminate. But once the other weapons became available for the Chiefs, they couldn't just ignore everyone else. And that's when Travis Kelsey eventually took over. He still finished with 95 yards. 
So after all that, they shut him down for a half and used kind of the safeties and these other guys to shut him down. But eventually they had to abandon that plan once the game started going back and forth. I want to talk about McCall Hardman because I heard that he said he didn't even realize he had made the touchdown and won the game until Patrick Mahomes told him. Yeah, so, which is funny. Patrick interrupted his post-game interview just to be like, he didn't even realize. And if you watch the video, McCool stands there for a minute like, yeah. And you're like, no, that won the Super Bowl, <laughs> That's man. It. Right, it's he over tossed, now. And then he tossed the football to the side. I'm like, what are you doing with that? Hold, yeah. on, hold on to the game-winning football. I think sometimes that just goes into, like, the mentality of these football players. It's always about, like, the next play. So they don't always put those things together. And so much of it is like this long buildup or whatever. And you probably just aren't putting it together in like the moment that this is a walk-off touchdown. But yeah, for whatever reason, McColl didn't realize he had just won the Super Bowl. You know, you said it the last time that we were together here on the show just a few days back. And I've heard it over and over again from people who are trying to get across to Chiefs fans. This isn't easy. No. I mean, it seems so easy. And it's been three and five years. We're having another parade on Wednesday. Woohoo! This is a very difficult thing. And I mean, in the second half of the season... They were really, I mean, there were times where the Chiefs weren't sure that they were going to make it this far. No, I look, this is their most impressive one of the three Super Bowls. I think so, yeah. Like, they had to fight through the thing that they were always great at, which was offense. Look, their defense was always good enough to win a Super Bowl um, and and played another great game against the 49ers here. But, I mean, you could see in that first half why you thought this team wouldn't win it. The first half was how they were the rest of the season. Yeah. Giving the ball Mm -hmm. away, penalties that killed drives. They had four drives out of the seven in the first half. They got negative yards on the first down to start the drive, which meant they were just behind everything. That's just how they were in the regular season. So, But then, I don't know, it just always eventually clicks Yeah, for the quarterback. And that's why it looks easier than it is. Mahomes makes it look easier than it really is because eventually he can just turn it on. But, no, it's not. I tell Chiefs fans all the time, it's like, it's not supposed to be this easy. For the Chiefs it is, but it's not supposed to be. What do you make of Patrick Mahomes being hesitant several times? There were a lot of people that were saying the same thing. This is how we played in November and December, where he just didn't seem confident. You would think in the Super Bowl, he's going to get over some of that, but didn't for a while. No, I think in the first half, some of it, I think, was offensive line play. Um, I thought the tackles really got beat. I thought they were at a backup left guard. I thought that there was a lot of pressure, and they didn't have a lot of answers, especially because they weren't running the ball well. So they were stuck down, and they were in the same thing I just said. They were like third and 16 and 12 and 14. The old Chiefs, maybe they make 50% of those. But because of the offense, that was always going to be an uncomfortable situation. I think that's some of where the pressing came in. The only time in the game in which I'm like, oh, God, they, they might not win this, was when he threw the pick. I mean, they got, it's 10-3, they come back at a half, and he immediately throws the interception. You're like, that was a throw that felt like pressing because he double-clutched it. It was like, I shouldn't throw this, but I'm going to throw it. And it led to the pick, and you're like, maybe this isn't the year. You know, maybe it's just not going to happen. I didn't bury their chances at zero, but, like, maybe maybe not this time. Once again, he eventually found comfort. I think it was just offensive line play, lack of running game. Guys weren't getting open. It's just like a lot of things. The perfect storm in the first half. And like anything with, I mean, if you're not running the ball well, it's because of your offensive line play, yeah. largely. So one last X's and O's before we get to what happened after the game and all the partying that went down <laughs> there is talk about the defense a little bit and the fact that you had the injury to Omenihu right before this. He's a huge part of that defensive line. Certainly Chris Jones is as well, and he was fine. Yep. He had a great game last night. But you lose a cog like that, there's going to be concern there. Yeah, and yet the defense stepped up. I mean, they were able to stay together as a unit. It's because McDuffie and Sneed is the best cornerback duo in the league. So Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel, 
three of their biggest weapons outside of McCaffrey, they combined for 80 yards total. Yeah. The Chiefs got more out of Justin Watson and MVS. So, I mean, like, they got more out of worse players because of that combo. But they also got good pressure. Chris Jones led both teams in pressure rate at 21%. Second out of both teams was George Karloftis. And still in the top five was Mike Dana, a guy who had to play more because of Charles Aminihu. They were deep there, at least. Sometimes with injuries, it stinks. Aminihu's a better player than the guy who plays behind him. But at least if it comes from a position of depth, you can survive it. I think that's probably part of what we saw last night. Okay, so after the win, take us behind the scenes a little bit. We saw what we saw. What didn't we see that was going on? Oh, okay, so it's always a madhouse. Like, as a person covering it, there's two places. There's Well, there's three places to go. Two are near each other. One is, like, the big podium. So they put Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and nobody else. Then risers, where you don't know. It's mystery risers, where five seconds before, they're like, hey, Travis Kelsey's going to be at number eight. And you're like, oh, should probably get there. And fortunately <laughs> enough for us, because I don't have a TV camera, I got real close to Travis at the end. And then at some point, you have to make a game-time decision. As these guys are rolling in, they're talking about the game, they're excited, and then Mahomes and Reed are talking, and then the adjacent room. Then at some point, you got to decide to ditch so you can go to the locker room, and that's where Alex and I ended up. Alex has got a video of Travis Kelsey pouring champagne over everybody. It's the celebrity slash player end of it, so, like, Paul Rudd's in there. Like, it's just kind of a madhouse. And some of it is just like, like, all right, I'm going to stop shooting video. They're all celebrating. Everyone's smoking cigars. Everyone's drinking champagne. You're like, I'll just hang out in here for a little bit. This seems – I'm not going to do that much work. You spent a week <laughs> in Las Vegas. It culminates with not only a Super Bowl, but a Super Bowl victory and all of the partying and everything else. Give us a moment, that, a Cody Tap moment, something that happened to you over the last seven days that's going to stick with you as this was what Super Bowl 58 was all about. Yeah. I, you know, look, in post game, getting to talk – like, getting to talk to Travis after the year he's had, one moment stood out to me specifically in talking to him where he got asked about, like, so at this time last year, he had said on the field, he's like, this is the greatest year of my life. There's a clip of him with Jason Kelsey. He's like, this is the greatest year of my life. And he's telling his brother that. Yeah. He's, you know, he's just so enthralled with it. And he got asked about that moment. And he's like, I don't, it's hard to be at the mountaintop with your brother and not think. But then he was reflective. He's like, I understand how much more has happened since then, Right. He's in this relationship with Taylor Swift. He's won the Super Bowl again. And he was getting emotional because it was kind of hard to do it. Like, hard to, like, rethink of that and be like, well, I don't want to say that that moment was better. Really, he's just going through the absolute heater of a lifetime. The other thing that was funny in Vegas, by the way, is my friend Pete, who works for Red Pride, we played, we were playing blackjack a couple nights, and he accidentally, I swear to God, he thought that they were quarter chips. He tipped the cocktail server a hundred dollars after sitting there for we were sitting at the table maybe three minutes we played like three hands of blackjack uh-huh and then like a few minutes later he's like hey wait are these i was like no those are 25 dollars chips he's like oh oh no <laughs> oh no i'm like look man i bet he got great service for the rest oh, of the yeah, night she came back real quick after bet. That. i wasn't even sure if i was supposed to keep tipping on my drinks after that he had clearly taken care of it for us as a group now look he won later so i guess it worked out on that end but it was fun it was a great trip I just want to talk for a second about what this is like for Kansas City. Having been here for a while, it's I have never been so excited and so sentimental about it as right now. When you think about what's coming up this year in World Cup and Casey Kern Stadium, but just then this, to have this happen, how are you feeling now about being a part of this town? I know that this is a radio interview, so you can't see my shirt. It says, <laughs> a dynasty. No, this is Kansas City era, right? Um, <laughs> I Look, it's... It's never been a better time. I've lived in Kansas City my entire life. This is absolute. They're at their peak. They've really grown as a city over the last 10 years anyway. 
But the sports part of that helps. Like, it's some of it's simple things, right? Like, you have an airport that is not, you know, a mess. And you can actually <laughs> be proud of, like, the infrastructure stuff. But the team's winning brings more attention to your city. And because of that, Kansas City has really gotten the opportunity to do it. It's hard. Like, the World Cup is so big. The other markets that are hosting that are L.A., yeah. New York, Miami. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's on that list. And now they're a three-time Super Bowl champion. It's less than a decade they won a World Series. And everything else in between. So, no, I we've we've long since been saying, I think, that it's just kind of a remarkable time for Kansas City, which is great. Excellent. When well, will Cody you tap- sleep? Yeah, right. <laughs> when will your nap happen? <laughs> there is sleep in your future. Go to work, my friend. Thank you for coming by again and doing the great coverage for us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Cody. All right, we'll be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. Yes, indeed. It's a good day to live in Kansas City. Um, the victory press conference is happening. I didn't know that. I forgot they did this on Monday. Um, Andy Reid just got done speaking. I believe Patrick Mahomes uh, is talking to the media now. Um, we might dip into this here and just see what he's got to say. Um, we felt like everybody was playing hard. We just got to pick up our execu- execution and continue to get better. And um, defense had kept us in the game. And so for us, we just said, be us. Let's be us out there. If we're going to go down, let's have fun. Let's enjoy it um, and give everything we have. And we'll, we'll live with the results after. Patrick, center aisle. How have you embraced the second phase of your career where you're off the rookie contracts and it's going to be harder to get the pieces in place around you and you're not the upstart anymore now everybody's coming been coming for you um I, honestly i think it, it's a, a tribute to the, the coach reed and brett veach and, and continue to bring great players in i mean if you look at our defense and how young they are they, they they're drafting great they're finding these guys that they can bring in to play and, and develop and our coaching staff is developing players i mean i always think to our dbs i mean we got like five or six guys that are in year one year two and then you have sneed i mean guys that continue to get better and better um and all you can do is just go to work every single day and, and try to bring guys along. I thought Rasheed Rice did a great job this year, just continue to get better and better. And that's what great football teams need is um, guys that just keep, keep coming into the culture that we have built here and, and, and continue to get better every single week. And um, I'll try to keep as much flexibility as I possibly can as far as the cap and stuff like that. But uh, uh, it's a credit to all the guy, people I have around me. Hey, Patrick, congratulations. What uh, tangible lessons do you think you might have learned from this season, what was a, a challenging season, a challenging postseason, as you go into next year and try to do something that, that nobody's ever done and win that third in a row? Um, I mean, I think always the challenge whenever you win, um, and what I've learned is how can you get better? How can you continue to get better? That's what it takes. In this league, everybody gets better every single year. Um, and so whenever you win a championship, you, you celebrate, and you're like, let's just go do it again. And I think that was something that I learned from the, the first one that we lost when we tried to get the back-to-back is um, everybody was like, we're just going to run it back and do it again. This is what we're going to do. And um, I feel like we fell short that way. And so for now it's let's get better. Let's find a way, whatever that small thing is, to get better at uh, every single person individually. Um, and then as a team, um, and let's just come, come with our best football and our best effort, and um, hopefully that, that's coming back and we're able to be, I think it's in New Orleans and, and on this podium again. All right, uh, this is the victory press conference. Uh, Andy Reid spoke first, and that's Patrick Mahomes, just to see what they've got to say uh, the day after the win. We have plenty to talk about today still. Um, I want to, I feel like this is something we need to tell people quite a bit about the parade. We haven't really talked about the parade yet. The parade this year starts at 11. 
And we need that reminder for ourselves also because usually it's at noon. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. year it starts at 11. A little bit earlier. And I think that, I, I mean, it's functionally, I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of difference because the early risers are going to be the ones who are there. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're there at 4 o'clock in the morning and it starts at 11, does it make a whole lot of difference than if you were there at 4 last year and it started at noon? Probably not. But for, I, I think the one thing that's going to help versus last year and three years ago is that uh, the weather's going to be nice. So yeah. it's going to be a lot easier for directing traffic, for people getting in and out, for walking. And we won't be carrying as much stuff with us. It's going to be 60 degrees outside. You don't need to dress like Nanook of the North. With that, though, they expect larger crowds. It's in their press. I mean, they expect more people 100%. because the weather's going to be great. Sure. Um, we'll talk more about this coming up later in the show also, but the streetcar is going to be in operation. The parade is not going through city market this year. They've got a map up online. And my understanding is that mayor Lucas is going to do more details about this today. Uh, but it's chiefsparade.com If you're looking for all of this stuff, um, about it, but again, it, it starts at 11. They expect the rally to start at about 1245. We've done this a couple of times now to know how long it takes us yeah. to get through it. So I, I want to, uh, sorry, my, my computer's singing at me now. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I well, brought, that's up nice. the, brought up the parade site. But yeah, there, there's plenty more to go over, like you said, and lots to be happy about. But yeah. a few things, like Patrick said, to get better at. Yeah. All right. Coming up, I want to talk about this other, this other story from the weekend that was big. What a woman claims she was doing with her child when she thought she was putting her down for a nap. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 